Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host, Greg. It's been a while. I know I said I was going to try and post something after every episode episode after every game of the NBA Finals, but games four and five, they were a little difficult for me. I was out of town and I couldn't bring my equipment, so I apologize for that. For those of you that are actually listening and paying attention to that, if not, disregard what I just said. All's good in the hood. Um, the weather's getting warmer. Gas is getting gas. Gas is going up. That's not getting, that is definitely getting warmer. Uh, grass is getting cut and you can smell that springness in the air. But the reason for this episode, let's talk about the NBA Finals Game 6 in which an NBA champion was crowned the Golden State Warriors in Boston, defeated the Boston Celtics 103-90. to This was a game where I said the team that usually jumps out to that 12-5, 15-3 lead and as long as the Boston Celtics could maintain 15 or less turnovers, they would win this game and we would have a game seven on Father's Day. Well, they started out with a 12-2 lead, but then after the first quarter, it was 27-22. And as far as the turnovers, look, there's some explaining that needs to be done. They had um, 22 turnovers. You're not beating anybody with 22 turnovers. The Warriors, they were just uh, spectacular. Their execution, their passion, their competitive spirit, their fire, their they just showed you what the heart of a champion is. Because it would have been easy at 12-2 to sit there and say, we're just going to fold and we'll take this at game seven. But they not only competed, they got the league back. I mean, think about this. At one point, Boston was winning 12-2. They wound up losing the first quarter 27-22. And then Golden State wound up clapping back with another 27-point second quarter while Boston had just 17 points. That was like a 50-20-something to 20 -something run after it was 12-2 in terms of points between the Warriors and and um, the Celtics. Um, kudos to Boston. They showed up, but you could see issues that sprung their head up in every game. Particularly on the offensive side, there were a lot of turnovers. There was just a lot of making passes where guys didn't know they were going to get the ball, passes where the Warriors were there, just unnecessary turnovers, stuff like where's the foul, where's my foul, so on and so forth. But this is like a learning experience, I believe, for a lot of the younger players, especially the Jalen Browns and the Jason Tatums. This was a finals I'm sure Jason Tatum is going to take a lot away from. He, in this game, had 13 points, 7 assists, but he had 5 turnovers. And... Throughout this series, I believe that people were waiting for that Jason Tatum takeover game, and it wound up never happening, and it always seemed that whenever the points needed to be got, it was Jalen Brown. Um, he's another guy, 34 points, 7 rebounds, but he also had 5 turnovers. It's almost like... Um, some of the moves that they were doing, they were just doing things for the first time or there was no, we've been doing this all year or when I go here, you're supposed to go there and if I need to pass, you're going to be right there. That's what the Warriors were doing in the entire game. 
I mean, it just felt like with the Warriors, it was like, I get the rebound, I'm going to turn around, Clay Thompson should be in the corner. I'm going to get the rebound, I'm going to dribble it to the top of the key, I'm going to set a pick for Curry, bang, three. I mean, it's just like Draymond's dribbling down the court, let me space the court so he can find the best player, and he's giving it to me, Buyaka, up for a layup. I mean, it was just, and it, that that comes with experience, they have championship experience, and that is not what the Celtics have, and that they were exposed for that. But in saying that, that can make them a better team. I feel that the things that the Celtics could work on that will allow them to come back next year, I think Marcus Smart is a good player. I don't think he is your lead guard on this team. I think you need more so of a guard that is not necessarily a scorer, but they need somebody that is more so of a playmaker. Somebody that can set the table, organize everyone, and figure out either who has the best matchup or who has the right play in the situation. Because when you look at the Warriors, I don't care what anybody says. Steph Curry is not the point guard on this team. He's just not. I mean, if you've been watching the NBA Finals, Draymond Green, if he's on the court, he brings the ball up and he initiates the offense. And if Jordan Poole's on the court, he brings the ball up and he initiates the offense, period. I don't want to hear anything about Steph Curry being the best player. Steph Curry is one of the best players and shooters in NBA history. But when we talk about positions, we're in a positionless league right now. I think it's more so what role do you play? Because Draymond Green, I mean, he had 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. But the impact on the game was just so much more profound than that. I mean, he was a plus 16 in this game. Draymond Green understands his role. He's the tough guy enforcer. He's the rebounder. He's the playmaker. And he's also the, I'm, I'm, just, I'm the last option to score whenever I'm on the court guy. He understands that. He feeds into it. And he's excellent at his role. I think that when you look at the Celtics, they need somebody, and I don't particularly mean this player specifically. I just mean in terms of the type of skill set that they bring. Take, for example, you bring, and I know it's not going to happen. You bring a player like Chris Paul over to the Celtics. Chris Paul will be able to get you 16 to 34 points, but he's also going to get you 8 to 10 assists and get Tatum shots where Tatum likes the ball on the court. Get Jalen Brown shots where Jalen Brown likes shots on on the court. Robert Williams III. I mean, if you look at DeAndre Ayton, he's about to get a big bag. All, all he does is just pick and roll to the rim and catch Jamal use, right? But, I mean, that's what I think the Celtics need. And maybe, I don't want to say more shooting, but maybe another guy that could score. I'm not saying Marcus Smart can score. He's just that defensive, irritant, get all up inside of you and you can't make any move type of player. But when I look at the the, the Warriors, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. We thought that we were on the precipice of a dynasty before. And then they got Durant and it was like, oh, the dynasty is here. And then Durant left and it was like, oh, it's over. And then you had two years of no Clay Thompson injuries. They having the worst um, record in the league. They not going to the bubble. And people thought that, all right, it was a good run that they had. 
Well, Clay Thompson is back. He's not the same Clay Thompson, but he's a very skilled and highly effective player with tons of championship experience. You wiggle in Andre Wiggins, where he now, the production that you don't get out of Clay Thompson, he, Andre Wiggins, could give you some of those points, some of those rebounds, some of that defense. Okay? Draymond is Draymond. I mean, you have the core Curry, Thompson, Draymond. Iguodala is still on the team, but he's just more so like of a glorified coach sitting on the bench, kind of like um, Udonis Haslam on the Miami Heat. But see, this is where it gets scary when you're looking at the Golden State Warriors because you have Steph Curry in his prime, Klay Thompson effective. You have Draymond Green still doing his thing. But now you got a Jordan Poole. Who's Jordan Poole? He only played 18 minutes last night. Have 15 points. And he has, as he says, endless range. Once he's in the gym, every shot looks good. You have Moody. You have Jonathan Kuminga, who didn't even play. What about James Wiseman, who hasn't even played all year and is probably more of an offensive threat than Kevin Looney, where he can actually shoot threes from the five position. So let me get this straight. They already have the OG core. And then you have Kuminga, who many feel is a great player, but is just a rookie. Then you got Jordan Poole and James Wiseman. So it's almost like you have a current core and then a baby core. We could be looking at an extensive run here by the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're going to be that team where everybody just wants to play for them. Why not? Do your job, do play your role, and you will win a chip. Thompson isn't going anywhere. Curry isn't going anywhere. Green isn't going anywhere. I'm sure Wiggins, Otto Porter Jr., you know, maybe Looney, Gary Payton II, some of those guys might want to be getting paid. But, I mean, when you look at some of the youth that these guys have, I mean, the players that the general manager picked for the Warriors, they are set up to be, we thought the first run was something. They might be in a position to win a couple more. You could be talking about Curry potentially with his fourth ring right now, having a couple more and passing Jordan. Because if we all remember the conversation or the big debate every year was Jordan or LeBron, who would you rather have? But now with Curry being tied with LeBron, them kind of being in the same era, I think that narrative might be tilting towards Nah, who would you rather have, LeBron or Curry? Who would you rather have, LeBron or Curry? Because you could say whatever you want to say about Curry, but he's lights out shooting-wise. And he you're always in the game when Curry's on the court. LeBron, as great as he is, I, I don't want to say he doesn't take big shots. He always makes the big play. Or the right decision. But Curry, once he's in once if he's on the court, he has the green light. Now I don't think that Curry could, in terms of clout or greatness of player, surpass Jordan, but Curry could potentially surpass LeBron because you know these debates, they always pop up every year. LeBron James wanting to go play with the Warriors. Why would the Warriors do that? They have everything they need. 
And they got these little babies now that have championship experience and know what to do. They probably partying last night, today, for the next couple of days, they have their championship parade. And then they tell the rookies, look, man, it's time for you to get back in the gym and get back to work. Yeah, buddy. This is a good... Uh, was, uh, when we talk about this series being a good series or not, I mean, there weren't really any close games, but that's just the way the NBA is now. I mean, I think the closest game was, um, you know, man, the closest games were like game uh, four and five. They were just like 10-point wins. But I mean, you know, all of these games, um, they had their ebbs and flows and they had their, there's no way these teams can win. But I think the best game was the 43.5.5, the 43-point game four that the Warriors had where Curry just went off. Okay. And for all of those that felt like Curry needed to win an MVP trophy to validate some form of his greatness, I thought that was ridiculous. To me, winning championships validate your greatness. Getting trophies or MVPs, that's just icing on the cake. But I mean, we're going to sit here and say Tim Duncan, he only has um two how should i say mvps of the year but all those rings it's about the rings we don't play for the individual awards we play for the team awards you play to win the game it's not about you it's about we and curry to me he has validated his greatness for me but now the ascension of where he will be placed now we're talking about where is he etched in history has he surpassed LeBron in greatness? Um, you talk about Durant. And the one thing that I do notice about the NBA, especially when it's this time of year, whomever is in the finals is whoever gets talked about as the next great player or that's the new face of the NBA. Because let's be honest, if the Celtics would have won and Tatum would have led the way, we would have all said that it's Tatum's league now. He's arrived. The Celtics are back. So on and so forth. If Milwaukee would have won, we would have said the Greek freak is a, a, a wonderful player, probably one of the best international players of all time, so on and so forth, right? If the Heat would have won, we would have said the culture of Miami is second to none, Jimmy Butler, so on and so forth. So I don't want to say now that Curry won, oh, he's the greatest player in the NBA. You still have Kevin Durant. I mean, currently in the NBA, I think Kevin Durant is the best damn player in the league. And I'm sure if the Nets or whatever team he's playing on next year makes it to the NBA Finals, that's what we'll be saying. He's the best damn player in the league. Because whomever's in the Finals, that star player gets that, 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 how should I say, clout. For me, I think, I don't think, I think Curry's one of the best players in the NBA. I just don't think he is the best player in the NBA. But I'll tell you this much. When that, it feels as if whenever he shoots, even if he's blindfolded and he throws it up in between his legs, it's going in. It's almost like if the shot is missed, was he fouled? Because his shot is just that of, it doesn't even touch the rim when it goes in. All you hear is choop, 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 just hitting the net. That's it. Doesn't even hit the rim, doesn't even hit the backboard. Man. These war warriors come out and play. 
Oh, what's, oh, wait, what do they say? The Bay Area. It's all about the Bay Area. The Bay Area. And when you're watching the game, when the fans know it's a 20 point lead, you be hearing the Warriors. Warriors. Oh, God. I'll tell you this much. If you hate the Warriors now, oof, 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 oof. You're going to have to, you, you might need to put a little bit of sour cream on that hot curry sauce because that ain't going nowhere. So that puts a bow, a wrap on the 21 22 season in which the Golden State Warriors have reclaimed their title of champions of the NBA. So my next episode, we'll be talking about other things, maybe not even more so sports, but maybe more so life and how it's changing and how it was to where it is and where it might be going. Okay. So y'all be good. I'll definitely be keeping up these, uh, some episodes. I've been bad in terms of not putting them out as much as I like, but I really like doing these and whoever listens to them, I appreciate your love. Whoever is listening right now, I appreciate you taking the time. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, the time at your schedule, just listen to me talk about something that I love. So with every episode, as I always do, I want to leave you with a positive quote. And the positive quote is this. I release comparison. I am trusting my unique journey. I release comparison. I am trusting my unique journey. Trust your journey because it's no one else's other than yours. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.